Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron-Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yes, sir. Live from the Farmers Insurance Studios, call 1-888-FARMERS. That's one farmers to switch, and you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS. That's 1-888-FARMERS, and start saving today. We are farmers. bum, 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 bum. bum. So here we are tonight, a sports day in the calendar that is owned by college basketball, the return of the NBA, incredible stories that just keep getting more and more believable for the National Football League with Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. But look, clearly tonight is a night where college basketball is really starting to pick up momentum as as we get ready for to charge charge towards Sunday and the NCAA tournament selection comes out. And, uh, you know, the thing is, Mike, is that this year, we mentioned this the other night, that this is going to be a year where we know the least about the teams going into the tournament than we ever have. And I'll tell you what, people watching the games over the course of the last couple of days, you're going to say the same thing. You know, I st- we still don't know anything. Like at this point, normally, we would say, okay, here's the teams who can snatch bids away in the NSA tournament. And we don't know that yet. 
I mean, we're just we're we're into the semifinals of of of, of conference tournaments now, the big conferences, and it's well because I had friends saying to me today, okay, well after Syracuse lost to the buzzer, I still you know I hate Virginia, I hate basketball, but uh, wait, you want to hear okay. it? Hey, Chris, can we hear no, that? No, we don't. We don't need. Oh, we don't. Oh, we don't need to hear it. We don't need to hear it. Hauser to Clark, oh. Clark around Richmond foul line to the right side. Beekman hasn't scored. How about now? He got it at the horn. First points of the day for Reese Beekman, and Virginia wins it. There's Matt Park. Very excited, Matt Park. Syracuse Not very ISB. excited. I should probably get the uh, Virginia call. No, no, no. That's good. <laughs> we can just hear that one. That, that's absolutely fine. First points of the day. Yep. But I, there I have... it is. <laughs> <laughs> they left Matt the guy Park, open. Learfield IMG College on the call. Yep. They left him open because he hadn't scored at all. Nope, no points. I think he had nine threes all season long. And look, the guy buries a three and Virginia wins. And then he goes on to talk about, oh, my teammates had confidence in me and they trusted me. Dude, you were the guy who was open because everybody else was covered because you didn't make a shot all day long. Okay, let's just understand that. Ice in the veins. So after this is over, I had my friends, you know, the, the text me going, okay, hey, what, what do we need to root for now? Who do we need to root for to, to knock it in? And I said, honestly, I still can't give you a great thing other than rooting against Georgetown, which Syracuse Plus. fans do anyway. But Georgetown with the big win over Villanova today, they could be a big bid snatcher because, you know, they're 11 and 12. They're only getting in if they win the Big East tournament. Foul well, outside is left. Hauser passes to Clark. Come on, Clark man. feeds it off. Here's a three-pointer from Beekman for the win! The freshman, his first points of the game, and they come through as the winner at the horn. Yeah, okay, Virginia Sports Network. Okay, we 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 have enough. Do we have like the the Fox Sports Deportes version you want to play? Are we okay? Are we okay with that? Syracuse. Oh, Hassan Smith. That's muy 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 upset. Uh, We got any other versions? We got something else. We got we got nope. We got. We got, we we'll have let the, it marinate the, a few. The English, we had the Michael Caine call on the on the uh, on, on the play for Syracuse. Nope, not. Mm-mm. He blew the bloody I, doors off. I would I would just want to know that you got out okay, Master Bruce. I would just want to know, Jim Beheim, that you got out of the tournament okay, and you're going to the NIT. Just you would get out. I would see you in a cafe, and you would be sipping on a drink, and I would know that you got out and didn't make it in because you didn't have enough quadrant one victories. That's all. Uh, but, oh, by the way, hey, uh, North Carolina winning today. That's a quadrant one victory for Syracuse. It's going to add to their resume. Sure. Uh, just throw, but here's the thing is, is, is my main point is, is that because you keep playing a bleeping Syracuse final call is that it, it's still too much is up in the air. With, with who's won and who can snatch bids. We're going to get down to the, the conference semifinal. After the semifinals tomorrow, when we're into the finals, it's okay, this is, where we, this is what could happen. Because there's still too many teams that are alive to say, well, if they win, well, if they win, well, if they win. They, you can't do it until you get to the, the, what the finals matchups are going to be. Here's who you have to root against if you're worried about a bid snatcher taken away from your team. This is how it's going to go. You really, It's going to be another full day before we know. And normally, we are hip deep into it right now we are hip deep into going okay here are the five teams you got to watch out for. you got to watch out for drake you have to watch out for uh, you love the drake or hate the drake you watch it's really really hard right now because it's that kind of year in college basketball yeah i think one of the the biggest parts to it is as we we go down like even look at the top 25 right now you got teams that have eight nine losses all right how do you distinguish those how much worse is having a, a 10th or 11th especially if you're a brand name school Right, that's where this gets into a really strange place for the selection committee 
is that you just have so many of these teams that, that really aren't far off the pace. So you say, all right, in a COVID year, it's been so crazy. They had a couple of games, in some cases, a lot of games canceled or postponed to where it became just an untenable two weeks every third day, let's go play again and again and again, that you can start making excuses like the old tried and true formulas, which really don't exist anyway, even though they try to lie to you every year and claim there are. Right? <laughs> it's the point of emphasis for this year, kind of like NFL officiating. All right, this is what we're going to call or not, right? Offensive holding calls were down markedly this year. Will that be the same in 2021? Maybe. Maybe not, but we saw that give. So when we get to Selection Sunday, can't wait to hear all the representatives of that committee come out and tell you, well, we've looked at this team hard because there's going to be a bunch of snubs. There's going to be a lot of ticked off teams because some of the heavyweights are still going to get in. I still don't rule your team out, especially Mm. once Duke left the field. Right, they they went home. I think that that freed it up for another heavyweight and perennial, you know, blue blood program to show up. We know Kentucky's not, but there there are others that can fit that bill quite nicely. Because again, as we like to say, and you'll hear it a lot, I think, from other folks probably tomorrow as they start getting into this, it's a TV show. Sell, sell, sell. I wish you were on the selection committee. I, 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 I wish you were on the selection not. committee, man. I'd like you to have on there. Syracuse would be like a four seed. Hey, man, we got to uh, get that. I, I don't know that I'm arguing about that high. <laughs> but, I mean, le- legitimately, like top 25, Oklahoma's 14 and 9. Yeah. They're, no, num- look, they're number hey. 25. I mean, really, how good are the – I mean, really, the Big 12, I mean, come on, man. How you're uh, – they, they got seven teams in the, in the top 25. They all have nine losses. I mean, come on, man. Just because you're beating each other doesn't mean your conference is that great. Well, but, but that's on. just I mean, it. Legitimately, on. and you know me, I love my Big Ten basketball and, and, and all Big Ten sports. I celebrate the whole catalog. You got Illinois, Michigan, and Iowa, three, four, five. Ohio State's at ninth. Ohio State has eight losses. And then you go from them at nine all the way through the – the rest of the top 25 there's so many teams that have seven eight or nine losses and then you got like a Loyola Chicago San Diego State in there at four losses but we don't know what they are right you don't know how good they are relative to the rest of the the nation they've handled their business and San Diego State was a lot of fun to watch in tandem with whatever NBA game or whatever you and I have been watching through the you know winter months here but it, it's just a curiosity as to what's going to rule the day on Sunday. And I think the, the hope is that for most of the conference championships, they resolve themselves with obvious teams because then uh, it, it takes away at least a, a little of the, the gut-wrenching moments of uh, they led all the way and then they lost the conference you know, tournament. What do we do now? Do we have to give two slots to this? Twitter and how about a fresco? Oh, oh, good, buddy. I thought thought you you sounded like you needed to take a drink. No, no, I had to. I swallowed, and it was an unnatural pause. That's all. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Twitter and how about a fresco? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. As as you can see, there's still so much work to get done. But the one team we know is not going to the NCAA tournament is Duke. Uh, Big news today, a positive COVID test 
and their season is over. They pulled out of their game against Florida State today. Their game was canceled. Florida State moves on. And Duke's athletic director announced their season is over. Now, this got a lot of controversy in the beginning, and there is controversy to it. But in the end, it's one of those things where it's more about the everything that encircles it than the actual impact on the court, right? Because basically, Duke has a positive test in COVID-19, right? And they did, with contact tracing, everything else, they couldn't play the game today. This is how it goes. Duke wasn't going to the NCAA tournament. So the fact that they're not going tells you that, listen, we're not going to go to the NIT, so our season's over. So really, that, that's what it was. This wasn't, oh, Duke is throwing everything into, into flux now. No, they weren't going to the tournament. They were going to the NIT, and they see that, well, we don't want to risk. It's not worth it to us to risk it to go to the NIT in the midst of COVID. So that's the, that's the absolutes. That's how things are affected on, on the court. But the controversy surrounding this, and I get it because I agree, if Duke is 22-3 and three and they're steaming towards a hot top seed or if they're comfortably in the NCAA tournament, they're not pulling out, right? They're finding a way to play, right? But Duke, from the beginning of this season, has not been high on playing. Duke hasn't been good and it's a COVID year, and Mike Krzyzewski was frustrated early in the season, saying, I don't know why we're playing. You know, yeah, and you had Nate Oates saying what nobody else wanted to say. Uh, is, uh, I love Coach K, but is he saying this if his team is really good, if his team is 5-0? and oh, Of course not. Uh, you know, this is a case of Duke wasn't looking for a way out, but they saw an exit ramp, so they took it. Right, because you, like all season long, this has been Duke's attitude towards the NCAA. You know, why are we playing? We don't know. Look, Jalen Johnson opts out, becomes a very big story for Duke. They start winning a couple of games, and now here they are. Their record is not good enough. They're not advancing into the ACC tournament, and they say their season is over. Uh, yeah, if they were twenty-two and three, if they were in they're going to the NCAA tournament because there's no way Mike Krzyzewski says, hey, guys, I'm sorry, we can't do it. We can't go to the tournament. Uh, We're still worried. You know why? Because every other school is fighting like mad to continue to play in the tournament if they can. Every single school wants to play in the tournament and is finding out ways. How can we play? How can we continue to play if we have this? How can we continue to add games during the season if we have games postponed and canceled? Every other team in college basketball is looking for a solution to COVID-19. And Duke's the one team now who a couple of times has said, yeah, I don't know why we're playing. Yeah, now we're not going to play anymore. They've been the one team that, that has not been excited and has not been as into the college basketball season as everybody else is because everybody else is trying. And Duke's the one team, that the one big spotlight team where you could say, yeah, they really want to play. I mean, it, 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 things would be different. If, if their record was different, things would be different. But they're not, and this is why Duke isn't playing. Think about it if they'd beaten Florida State today, though, to go to 14 and 11. Mm. Like I was just saying, the difference between the 9 and 11 loss teams, and eventually they would have gotten a 12 somewhere in here, right? They probably were, were going to go down, but who knows? Uh, we know Shashevsky went after reporters. Some good, some bad student reporters along the way. We had Johnson leave, as you mentioned, and then they played better, and it started to to fuel the talk of, look how much better a team they are and much more cohesive when he's not there. And it sparked all sorts of arguments about him and and the team itself. And then when we we get down to it, the, the only thing that was missing from the season, though, is the one time he would have complained about fans on the court when Duke lost in the tournament, he's not going to get to experience that. Come on, that was funny. No, it was funny. It was funny. No, it was. (laughs) 
It was. It was. It was funny, buddy. It was. It was. But yeah, they're they're done, and, and now it opens the door for other teams to vie for. Because I, I still think they would have found a way to get him in. Like they would have talked oh, about man, the that last month that tough, they played. Man. I don't know, man. Fifteen and twelve, and you're getting. I mean, it's Duke, I don't baby. Know, man. It's yeah, Duke, I know. Man. I get what it. A, Look, hey, like Goldblum says in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. Yes. <laughs> That is Duke into the field. Yeah, but look, but but, but the records have to matter at some point, right? You, you can say, I mean, because then this what is the year is, to say it doesn't. The, the, you know, that if that's the case, then what they do is just take the records down next year. And when it comes to it, every team, it's just like that we put people in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, right? Someone gets nominated and someone stands up and gives their opinion and everybody votes. Right. Yeah. That's what needs to be for college basketball. Someone stands up for every single team and, and gives their case and everybody votes because that's what you're telling me. This is now is that, well, we can we can shift the argument to what we want it to be to find a way to get Duke in when the bottom line is 15 and 12 and you're eighth in the ACC. I mean, come on. Are you re- do you really deserve to get in? Is that really where, hey, we have to go get in? I mean, re- that, that's where we would be if you let Duke in. TV show. Mm. TV show. Mm. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Well, we got more NFL on the way, but coming up next, uh, oh boy, you know, sometimes you just can't get out of your own way. And a college basketball story has wound up really embarrassing an NBA team. I trust me, you got to hear it. It's coming up next right here. Jason and Mike, you're listening to Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. 
I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the Deflategate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. So before we get back into the NFL, because, oh, my goodness, I can never go to Seattle again after uh, the no. last hour of the show, apparently. Uh, you know, it, it just goes to show you that sometimes, well, you can't get out of your own way. All right. So today, you know, look, my sports day began with Syracuse losing at the buzzer to Virginia. And, uh, you know, it, was, it just sucked. And uh, there's no other word for that. It just absolutely sucked. I was like, oh, come on, man, really? And then... I had to watch Georgetown, who, of course, is my bitter rival. And there's few teams in sports I can't stand more than Georgetown, right? Because they're, they're my big rival. And Georgetown wins. They upset Villanova. So now Georgetown could be a big bid stealer in the NCAA tournament. In fact, they're the big bid stealer right now that's out there. there. There's not a lot of other teams that we can say for certain, hey, watch this, watch this. But Georgetown is one of those teams because they clearly, look, they're under 500. They got to win the Big East tournament. So after the game is over, big win for Georgetown and head coach Patrick Ewing, who, oh, by the way, knows a thing or two about playing in Madison Square Garden because the Big East tournament is still at MSG. And, you know, we happened to play a couple of years there with the Knicks. I don't know if you know, if you noticed, but he had a you know he had a he couple had a he had a cup, yeah he had Are a cup of sure coffee with that? the Knicks, and uh, let's just say he was a little upset that when he is roaming the halls of Madison Square Garden that. 
people aren't recognizing Patrick Ewing for A, who he is, and B, that he's the head coach at Georgetown. Here he is in the middle of his press conference stopping what he was talking about because he wanted to address it. But I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. <laughs> and I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Don't Mr. You know Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? <laughs> His number is retired. And <laughs> geez, what the hell is going on here? That is a moment of raw honesty from Patrick Ewing. <laughs> you could tell how miffed he was. Could you really well, ask me for my ID? I costed. <laughs> it takes on a different connotation when you say that. If it's one thing, hey, I kept getting stopped so they could see my badge. But yeah. saying I got accosted, there's just a connotation that it was aggressive, angry, uh, dismissive. Like there, there's all sorts of pejoratives that flow out of that. Either, like that, a Masai Ujiri thing with, with, with the yes. Warriors. Something like that. Well, I, you, I, look, if you're stopped, I think, look, if you're stopped a couple of times in a row, I would say I was accosted. If I'm stopped, okay, here's my ID. Yes, Patrick Ewing. See see that jersey up there? Ewing, see that 33? That's me. Okay, great. And then you go another 10 feet. Stop, sir. Do you have your badge? Oh, come on, man. Really? I mean, come on. Well, but how about, they, how about they say don't, uh, don't be smug with the don't you know who I am? Okay, I get that. But in, in the pantheon of athletes in New York for the I, past 40 years, okay, for the past 40 years, Derek Jeter and Patrick Ewing. Really, those are the two. I mean, really, in the past 40 years, Derek Jeter and Patrick Ewing. How do you not know who Patrick Ewing is? You, you right. didn't catch my sarcasm there, but I, yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. No, I got your sarcasm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm bamboozled by this. That this, this is not a case. Look, if Spike Lee is trying to come into the wrong entrance at Madison, it's ridiculous because what the guys done PR watch the Knicks, even when they stunk, is incredible. But I get it if he comes in in his Knicks jacket, you know, because look, he dresses like like Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. Get the big <laughs> Mets jacket with all the buttons on and the hats. I mean, look. That's how he dresses, coming to Knicks games. And if you don't see him because he's got a hat on or glasses, he, you know, and he's not very tall, uh, I could see where if a guy's walking by, wait, wait, oh, 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 sorry, it's Spike Lee, go ahead, go ahead. But I can see in the very beginning, you go, yeah, I don't know. This is Patrick Ewing, who was one of the most recognizable athletes in the history of New York. He's seven feet tall. Do you really don't know who that is? You really think, Pat, you don't know who that is? I, I'm sorry, sir. You don't have an ID. I can't let you in here. I'm Patrick Ewing. This is, I mean, this is like one of those, what was the old credit card commercial where nobody knew who anybody was? And like Deion Sanders had to show ID and five forms of it, whatever. You know, city, you know, you, know, you got to show ID to be able to protect your identity. I mean, it's like one of those things i'm patrick Ewing. look at me dude i'm set i'm patrick ewing my face should just be enough that's all i need if you want to ask me once that's fine but come on man i built this town he's right this is this is my building msg this is my building and you he's are right and i would remember you from getting into the old david spade see all of those things they were popular about the same time which is twenty years ago. Uh, I would I mean, say I love David Spade. He still does yeah. a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. But you know, in terms of the height of Saturday Night Live, <laughs> that was probably it. Uh, yeah, that's there, a long time. And, and then for Patrick Ewing, he hasn't played there since what ninety nine, ninety eight, and then he finished with the Magic and the Thunder. 
Yeah, Sonic Lee has the, yeah. the five bloods was really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, now you're ripping Spike Lee's movies. Come on. Uh, no, 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 on. no, no. But I'm saying like he made a bunch of movies that were not, you know, did not thrust him back in front of everybody as here's another uh, Academy Award nomination and and doing a bunch of interviews and whatever else. He does, hasn't had the same necessarily the, the same visibility. I'm Spickly. I'm a director. Oh, did you do Silence of the Lambs? That was a good movie. No, no, I didn't do that. Oh, how about Shawshank? Did you do that? that? That's one of my favorite movies. No? Oh, okay. And then Ewan comes in and you go, hey, I really started following basketball in the NBA Finals in 2000 when the Knicks were in it. But you didn't play. Yes, I got hurt in the playoffs. Really? Really? Okay, I'm going to believe you on that. I mean, Has anybody I don't know. ever gone and asked him during a uh, Georgetown press conference what it was like to play in the Finals? and be in the smaller of the two split screens alongside the Bronco chase. <laughs> I remember watching the finals when the Knicks yeah. were there in 94. Sure. I, I saw OJ being chased. I didn't see you. I mean, the screen was very tiny. I saw John Starks missing a lot of shots. I mean, he missed a lot of shots in those NBA finals, but I, I didn't see you, Patrick. Uh there was a statement put out by the Knicks, apparently after Patrick Ewing spoke with James Dolan. <laughs> he wasn't just saying, I got to talk to Dolan. I think he actually went and just called went him. And actually, yeah. Uh, MSG Entertainment released this statement later in the day that said, James Dolan and Patrick have a longstanding relationship. They spoke this afternoon and reaffirmed that. They reaffirm their relationship. I don't know. Hey, we, hey, we, we, got, we get along all right, right? <laughs> we still cool? Yeah, we're cool. Okay, great. We're still cool. Uh, we all know, respect, and appreciate what he means to the Garden and New York. Good luck to him and his Hoyas in the Big East semifinals. So this is one of those, hey, yeah, we're just blowing this off, man. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not here to help Patrick Ewing. We're not, hey, we're still cool. We're still cool. But, yeah, we're just going to oh, say, I, remember, I, 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 oh, I actually own it. may be your building, but I own it because I'm James Dolan. Well, that was part of his discussion, though. I got to call James to see if I'm still good here. I mean, what? What? Are the, why do the Knicks do this? This is the thing, right? The Knicks are having a great season. Now, look, they got they got their their butts handed to them tonight yes, by the did. Bucks. But that's okay. It happens. Look, they're 500, just like everybody else in the NBA. But still, all the Knicks legends are all they all find a way to just piss everybody off, right? You had Charles Oakley four yeah. years ago who got removed from a game and arrested, all right? You had Spike Lee. We talked about. I'm done watching the home games because you won't let me come into my normal entrance. And now you have Patrick Ewing. He keeps stopping him for his ID. I'm the most famous Nick in the last four decades, man. I mean, why do the Knicks keep doing this? I mean, how do, how do they keep taking all their their former players that should be the ambassadors of the team, that should be the ones working for them, that should be the ones talking to free agents and, and, and helping things out? How do they wind up just treating them like they? it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter who you're just like anybody else buying a ticket, right? It, I, how do the Knicks keep doing this? I don't understand. Knicks gonna Nick. I mean, really, I, I, as, as good a season as they're having, it's awesome, but Wow, man, you get that. Just once in a while, you get that reminder that, remember, James Dolan still owns this team, and look at how he treats the guys that played for him. Just watch. Wait till Melo tries to come back to the Garden at some point. They won't let him in even if he's playing. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't come in here, sir. But I, I'm playing. No, I'm sorry. We, we can't let you in. But I'm well, Carmelo. But no, 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 no. You're, nah, you're directly making this a James Dolan problem. Who's okay? James Dolan had the well, problem. What did he do? Is he supposed to send out, hey, Patrick's going to be in the building, give him special treatment today? No, no. do your job. No, they probably got in trouble for letting somebody else go where they shouldn't have. And so now they're being extra cautious. No, it's, hey, Patrick's in the building, so don't keep asking him for his ID. <laughs> He's coaching a game. Let him go coach the game. Just wonder where he was trying to get at in the garden. <laughs> Maybe he didn't have an all access pass. <laughs> 
Look what he was trying to get something for free from the concession stand. Yeah, and, and let me get a hot dog and uh, a soda and fries. Oh, that'll I'd be uh, buy that for a dollar. <laughs> That'll be twenty six seventy five. Oh no, I don't pay. I'm Patrick Ewing. Like, see my, right see, now we've my spent at least six dollars on that <laughs> drop today. <laughs> no, 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 don't let that guy walk around. But it's Patrick. Yeah, I know, but just don't. Why? Uh, he never let us do a championship. All right, we never won. All right, if we won, that's different. You let him go. If Mark Messier was here, we'd let him walk around. He won a cup with the Rangers in ninety four. <laughs> but Ewing never did one, so don't let him in. Let let you know what? Whatever you do, stop him every five feet. Even if you just stopped him, ask him for his ID again. Make sure it's him. <laughs> I mean, is that, I, I, I don't know. I, I really. I, I'm just saying, I don't think the order's coming from Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Dolan's like the guy in the movies that, that is in his room and he's got, like, you know, the white cat is walking around, like, you know, like, like, like he's a Bond villain. He's a and Bond he's, villain. And, he, and he's petting it and he's watching all these different screens and he goes, Yes, Mr. Bond. Oh, I see Patrick Ewing is on television 14. Let me get to that security guard and tell him, hey, ask that man for identification. I mean, I don't know why I'm talking like Bane, but that's, you don't think that that's because you, you, you did the Michael Caine earlier and you've been just waiting for an opportunity to bust out one of your others. I would want to know, Master Bruce. I would just want to know that you got out okay. I would just want to know, Patrick Ewing, that you got into the garden okay and they treated you fine. I would meet you at a cafe. I wouldn't have to see you. We just acknowledge each other. And I know that you got into the garden and you were able to coach the Georgetown Hoyas. I just want to know that. I mean, that that's. Uh, I really, it's it's a reminder of just, hey, remember, your team can be absolutely ridiculous and petty and, and embarrassing whenever you think you've gotten past that. You know, the old Godfather 3 line, just when I'm out, they pull me back in. Just when you think things are great, right? Things were great for the Knicks the last week, right? It was awesome because they're above 500 at the All-Star break and Tom Thibodeau is coach of the year and it's all, oh, we're making trades and, and we're looking at Victor Oladipo and all these big stars are coming to New York and instead of guys being traded, it's fantastic. And now a week later, it's, oh, hey, yeah, we get thumped by the Bucks, and hey, here's Patrick Ewing. We don't know who he is. I mean, just that big, right, right away, just grounds you right away. Well, sometimes you got to know, remember who you are. Yeah, yeah you remember who he was. Ways. He's Patrick Ewing. He's, he's Patrick Ewing. Oh, I meant the team. <laughs> here's my basketball card. Here's a, here, this this card on Top Shot is worth like three grand. Okay, this is my ID right here, my basketball card. Well, you know what would have been great is if he'd pulled out one of the classic Upper Deck cards. They did a uh, old comic theme at one point, which are now uh, sizzling on the market. I have mm. a shipment of a huge. Uh, Huge shipment of Jordans coming. But there was one that we used to laugh when we'd open boxes and start sorting to get ready for the show on the weekend. Be like, don't forget to uh, put a price tag on the Patrick man. (laughs) 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 They made him a superhero. So we called him Patrick man. (laughs) I'm Patrick man. (laughs) Hello, good citizen. I'm Patrick man. Good citizen of Gotham. (laughs) He got his hands on his hips. What would you like to see me do today for you, Mr. Man? What do you think? I am Patrick Man. I used to be able to block shots, but I couldn't do it all the way through the finals because we lost. What can I do for you? How can I help? <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Boy, coming up next, man, after what we said about Russell Wilson last hour, I cannot go back to Seattle again. That's next right here, Fox. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chamba life is for everybody. So go to ChambaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big pop they ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Farmers Insurance Studios. Call one trouble eight farmers and you could save a whole lot of something-something on auto insurance. So last hour on the show, we talked about the Russell Wilson situation in which things are getting every day. Things get murkier and worse 
for Wilson and the Seahawks. Today in Vegas, they took the betting odds of Wilson going to the Bears off the board because of this rampant talk and speculation and other things happening that, hey, we, we don't want to get burned here if Wilson goes to the Bears, so we take the odds off the board. You couple that with Wilson putting out a tweet about new beginnings today. Um, listen, it sounds insane that we're even at this point with Russell Wilson, but neither side is doing anything to say, hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm ready to, to make amends and come back. I mean, I, some Seahawks fans are sitting here saying, well, Jared Payton put out a tweet today saying that he thinks Russell Wilson's going to stay. Oh, okay. So that, that means he's going to say all the other things you can ignore, right? Russell Wilson putting out the four teams he wants to be traded to, the Seahawks not putting him in, in their letter to season ticket holders, all of these things, taking the odds off the board in Vegas. But Jared Payton has a tweet saying, I think he goes back to Seattle, and suddenly, oh, now he's going back to Seattle. I mean, well, he works I, in I, Chicago, obviously, family uh, of the great Walter Payton, former player yeah. at the U, uh, big in the media there in Chicago. I, I think he's looking at the team going, I don't think they they go and <laughs> sell the farm to bring him in. Uh, I disagree. Right. But then the thing is, if you're going to cite the Jared Payton report, because right, that was actually yeah. on ESPN today, right? Oh, here's okay. the actual good, tweet. Good here's the, run, though. Yeah, here's the tweet from Jared Payton. Just say, oh, Jared Payton says it. Just talk to someone close to Russell Wilson. They told me they don't think he's leaving Seattle. But then they, they apparently ignored the rest of the tweet, which is, but if there's a rust trade to Chicago, the Bears would give Seattle whatever they want. I say all that to say this picture below is a possibility, and it's Russell Wilson in a Bears jersey. <laughs> so, I mean, let me just stop. I, you know, you can't just read what you want to read, right? You can't just read, oh, I want to just know what I want to know, and I don't want to know everything about Because if I just want to take this little bit out of it, I can still think that this outcome is possible. Look, I take everything into account. We take everything into account when we talk about things like this and you see the events of the past couple of weeks starting with the Dan Patrick interview and how upset he's been with the team for a couple of months now uh, going back to the to the end of the season when he stormed out on a meeting and but Jared Payton puts out a half to half of a tweet that says I don't think it's going to happen oh it's not going to it's not going to happen I mean but it really, could. <laughs> you need you need you need I mean you need some kind of you got to steal yourself that this 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 is when you can wake up in the morning tomorrow and Russell Wilson could be a Chicago Bear. You really think the Bears aren't going to give up what the Seahawks need? If you want to, if you want to put all your eggs in the basket of the Bears would have to give up everything to get Russell Wilson, you think the Bears aren't going to give up everything to get Russell Wilson? Time out for a second. Time out. You really think the Bears are going to go cheap and they're going to go? Well, you want three first round picks? We're only going to offer two. And that the Bears are going to give the Seahawks whatever they want to for a quarterback. They will give them the three first round picks. They'll give them. They'll give him Allen Robinson. They'll give him David Montgomery. They'll give him whatever they want to get Russell Wilson from the Seahawks, right? Jason Lock and Four reported two days ago they're ready to give up a boatload of picks. It could be here's the whole here's our whole draft for Russell Wilson. We'll give you another first round pick too. It could be one of those Mike Ditka, Ricky Williams things. The Bears will do everything they can to get Russell Wilson. So don't think suddenly there's going to be a negotiation. The Seahawks are going to call and say, "Well, this is kind of what we want." Sold uh, like crazy with the coffee we're prepared to give you a <laughs> lifetime supply of coffee sold oh it was going to be in one million dollars that's how it's going to be for the bears this is kind of what we want three first round picks we're thinking robinson montgomery sold the deal is done we'll send the paperwork to your office that's how it's going to happen i like the way you uh you you laid that out that was that was beautiful but I, I do believe they they come over the top right it, it, they've shown it time and again for lesser players than this 
that they're willing to trade off assets to move up six picks or around uh, in, in a draft. Uh, they've made the big, bold move of trading Brandon Marshall away when it wasn't working out anymore to your Jets. Uh, obviously, that's not acquiring the asset, but it's still when you when you trade a name like that because in a place where you know wide receivers have always said to be uh, going to die, he performed quite nicely for the Bears for a while there. Mm-hmm. So trading him away was a big moment. So I think you he know, led the where, league in touchdowns you, with us the year after you traded him away. Correct. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think just looking at. The, the landscape, you know, you mentioned Dan Patrick. It was even before that. It was the Schottenheimer firing, right? Mm-hmm. He was salty about that and shortened his words about his disconnect with the front office and Pete Carroll at that point. And then you add the Dan Patrick uh, element to it that it just went to the next uh, next level, and it hasn't stopped since. And now you have uh, the tweet that is curiously timed. Look, it could very well just mean that he had a, a 15-minute little uh, – you know, commune with commune with nature and, and decided to just chill and, and put that out there. Hey, new beginnings, new day, nano bubbles <laughs> or whatever it was going to be. Uh, add to the Seahawks and their letter of excluding him. Like it's all those little, little um, micro uh, shots at one another, right? It's not, not the big, uh, let's go to blows. Let's now pull up some videotape of where Russ screwed up. And screwed up, you know, Russ screwed Russ, going back to the old Montreal screw job in the WWE lore. Uh, you know, Brett screwed Brett. Same thing here. Hey, if Russ wasn't scrambling all the time, Russ wouldn't have gotten hit so much. Stop blaming the offensive line. <laughs> and here's a montage on our official Twitter page. No, they haven't quite gone to that point yet. <laughs> yet. Uh, so much has gone on that it's it's almost impossible for both sides to go back at this point, barring Russell Wilson or the Seahawks going, hey, hey, we really screwed up. And do you really think that's going to happen? Both sides are pretty dug in. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to suddenly say, well, na- now we're going to say, okay, well, whatever happened, it happened. Now I'm coming back and everything is fine. Russell Wilson loses all the power in the world if he does that. All right, he, he, he's pulled the power play with the Seahawks. It hasn't worked. So now what is he going to do? I got to go to another team because that's I want to put my influence on another team and a team like the Bears is going to give me what I want and they're going to listen to me. Pride screwing with you, man. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. So there's Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Coming up next, wait till we tell you about the day in Deshaun, Fox. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron-Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the 
the after parties. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.